morning and welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad that you took time out of your day to listen to us. We designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. It's a conversation beyond believing and what comes after salvation. We'll have a relative and realistic discussion about our faith and break down the things that make Christianity confusing. Our goal here is to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically in your life. We hope you enjoy the show. I have just hit record, and this is the Beyond Belief podcast, and we have scrapped yet another episode (laughs) that we started out with because uh, we just feel like we're not talking about stuff we need to talk about. Absolutely. I don't know why. I don't know why we we do that either. I don't know why when we try to get structured, it falls apart. It's kind of like our structure is destruction. I have no idea. Yeah, we recorded for, I don't know, it was close to... 30 something minutes and we both looked at each other and went, yeah, yeah. that didn't feel good. Definitely. That's so. a, that's a horrible feeling. You can't rewind 30 minutes and go back and, and get that time back. We just spent all that time. I don't even, right. it, it's digital. So it's going to get deleted. Absolutely. But yeah. So I don't know. Uh, we'll just kick off now and, and whatever flies in front of us, we'll grab. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, maybe we could share with other people is, where did your walk begin? Uh, we know why. Um, You're not asking for the location, are you? I'm not asking <laughs> for the location. Yeah, I'm, not I'm asking for, uh, you know, when you really started seeking a relationship or you knew there was a problem that you, you couldn't fix yourself, what was your next step? Yeah, it was tough. You know, I mean... Uh, we went back on salvation. I told you, you know, when I was eight or nine, I got saved and uh, I, I will say I never had a, I never had a walk with God or, or Christ centered in, in my life until recently. And, uh, two years ago recently. And I knew when my life fell apart for me, uh, I wasn't able to do it on my own. And this isn't, this isn't the salvation podcast over again. This is, I was so exposed, so distraught, so, uh, worthless in my, my own mind that there was nothing I could do. There was nothing left. And for me, you know, I, uh, I don't recall whether I reached out to my brother, he reached out to me and I, and I said it before, but he said, listen, you got to get in church. You, you know, start reading the Bible, start praying. I had, I had no clue how to do any of that stuff. Uh, and you know, my wife and I, we went to church, we, you know, our family, we went to church but everything that I did before I had to scrap, it didn't work. Uh, and it led to this, this thing, you know, right. you asked me about, and it led to that. And so my walk had to start somewhere. Uh, my brother looked around for me for a church. We, I had, I had gone to a couple of different churches with my wife here in town. Uh, wasn't working out. We were at a church, uh, and it, after, you know, everything happened in, uh, in our life, the church just didn't seem like it was there for us, you know? And right. my brother said, you know, you've got to go to a different church. Right. I mean, period. And yeah. and so anyways, that was a missing piece fulfilled. Uh, and that's where it ended up with me. And uh, so where did, where did things happen with you? I mean, it seems like we're going to kind of gravitate towards church. So definitely. Actually, I grew up in church. 
um, I, with my dad and my and grandparents, we all went to church. I was a little boy. I didn't really understand. Um, but I did accept Jesus as my savior when I was very young as well. Um, the older I got, the more self-willed I became, the more I wanted to do my own thing. So I fell away from church. And so I knew what church was about, but I just didn't have any interest at that point in my life until, um, it was, it was really wild actually, because like two months before my father had passed, we didn't even know that he was going to pass. It was like an unexpected thing. Um, I had passed by this building that I have passed by a thousand times <laughs> and I had never seen it, but something is now that I, I realized it was the Holy Spirit just telling me you need to check that place out. And yeah, didn't you tell me you made U-turns there all the time? Yeah. And never even looked over this. Exactly. Saw this, this building sitting right next to where you turn. Yeah. And now I know it's like right next to your office. Absolutely. <laughs> and it was like at least a thousand times I had turned around right there to go the opposite direction and never saw it. But there's something told me that day. Um, you need to check that place out. And I looked and there was a church. I'm like, what? And it does. The funny thing is, is that it doesn't even look like a church really from exactly. the outside. Exactly. And, um, I, I started going there and my son gravitated toward there as well. He had never really attended church, but, um, it was really wild. We went there for maybe a month or two and my father had passed away. And then when I saw, the end of his life and the walk that he had even up until the last days of his life, just the peace and the joy, it really affected me. I was like, wow, I am so far away from where I thought yeah. I was. Right. So if I would have died that day, I would not have had that peace that he had. Um, if I would have known, if I would have found out that day that I was dying, I wouldn't have right. had that same peace and joy. So I knew that there had to be something. So I got more diligent about going to church. I got more diligent about reading my Bible. And um, and it was really wild because there were a lot of years that I did attempt to, to look for a church. But there was, they were, they were all superficial, I felt. Yeah. You know, there wasn't really any substance to them. I went to churches where nobody acknowledged me, which it wasn't about me. Uh, but it was like the people just weren't friendly and yeah, then it's uncomfortable, I'm, right? Absolutely. You know, you, I've walked into several churches. I walked in, sat and listened to a whole message throughout the whole service left. Not one person acknowledged me, not even say hi. And like I said, it, it wasn't about me. <laughs> it was uh, like, wow. Um, if these people love the Lord, you know, I'm not sure how they interpret the Bible, because my Bible said, you know, um, now, I mean, looking back, my Bible says, you know, to love your neighbor as yourself, to love your brother as yourself. And I'm like, wow, maybe I just didn't fit into their click or whatever, which was well, kind of sad. Well, you know, now it wasn't the right place because yeah. look where you're at. I yeah, mean, it's absolutely. And then um, I've been to other churches where everybody's super friendly. And that was kind of a turnoff, too, because you're like, whoa what are these <laughs> what are they hiding <laughs> yeah you know i'm from i'm from up north and everybody's oh. as friendly and they spoke and everything and you come down here and everybody's kind of standoffish 
and they're in their own little world. And when you in, encounter a place where everyone is so friendly, it kind of throws you back at this, you know, I mean, this point yeah, in my throws life. you off your guard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, uh, we thought the same thing. Uh, the church that we went to before we were, we were very comfortable at, right. You know, we, we sat there. I mean, we knew some people there, some, you know, some things were a little uncomfortable for us at times, but it wasn't, we went to small groups, we did Bible studies, but we didn't, you know, a piece was missing. Obviously we left that church and went to another one and that, and I'm not talking about leaving churches. It's just, if you're comfortable sitting in church for me and my walk and what I desired from my walk, my pursuit of God, it wasn't being comfortable in church. I had to have, I had to have more. And I will say for me, cause you asked this in the beginning and I'll just finish the thought for church for me, uh, it, the per, the sole purpose of church had to be Christ at the center of it for me and my family, because if Christ was at the center of it and I pursued Christ, my family was going to fall in line right behind that, uh, because of my pursuit, you Definitely. know, yeah. uh, it's just, it's very important, uh, for me with church. And, and I see it, you know, I, I've had the conversation, uh, with one of my daughters about church uh, she's started to go back to a church and they've been and, and looked at different churches. And I'm not going to tell you, uh, doctrinally, um, anything pr about principles for a church, not now, because it's just important that she's going. And I think right. that's important for me and my walk. It was important that I get in a church. My brother found one. I trusted him. Uh, and I started going to the church. And the very first time we walked out, I was like, wow, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ashley and I looked and she said, well, we, we should come back next week. And I said, I said, in all fairness, we should probably give it 30 days. Right. I mean, we can't, you can't just go one or two services and go, all right, well, we gave it a valiant effort. Right. Exactly. On. Yeah. And it was so, I mean, it was, and you know, when we both talked about it and I said, Hey, you know, what made you feel uncomfortable? Well, the people were really friendly. Well, that's not a good enough reason to be uncomfortable. Right. You know, oh, well, they were singing hymns. Yeah. Well, not a good reason for it to be uncomfortable. Yeah. There really wasn't a valid reason. It was just out of our comfort zone. Right. So when you're out of your comfort, you're uncomfortable. Absolutely. Uh, and that not a good reason not and, to go to a church. Yeah, definitely. And it, it may not be anything wrong with the place. It's just your perception. Yeah. It's because yep. of where you came from, the things that you had went through. And it was your perception. And I think too many people actually um, evaluate a church within a couple of trips to there, a couple of visits, um, you know, and they don't, they, they look at how they feel. They don't look at yeah. the importance or the yeah. value of that and what they can get. They look at, well, that made me feel, you know, comfortable, but I'm a little convicted about this or you know, it completely turned me off. Well, something my grandfather had told me years ago, you know, he was going to a church and the preacher apparently had an affair and it, it turned my, my grandfather, you know, off. But, you know, when he was praying and, and he got that still small voice, the Holy Spirit said, who are you following him or me? So, I mean, I don't know if he continued to go to that church or not, but it didn't turn him off to church. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Because you can't, you can't group it all into right. one bad experience. Otherwise, I mean, I wouldn't expect anybody to hang out with me. Definitely. Like, I mean, 
I, in my, in the beginning of my walk, uh, if I had to put it on a, a huge scale, I'm still very, uh, not very far along, but I didn't trust myself. Right. Like I, here's the guy that just screwed up in his life and had a bunch of things happen and just a disaster really, uh, for one word. But for me, I didn't trust myself to find a church. Who? <laughs> right. Whatever I did up to the point two years ago did not work out in my life. Right. Why would I be yeah. trusting me? Yeah. And so when my brother did that, you know, I put a lot of trust in him, you know, and that I would not have picked that church. Right. Honestly, I would have driven by it and went, nope. But right. I, there were things that I had to change in my life. And a lot of those things were about me. And uh, I'll say I'll never, I do not regret for one minute uh, that the advice my brother's given me, nor uh, being at the church where I'm at now, because it's, it's, it's totally Christ-centered. Right. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it not only affected your life, but it affected many people in your sphere of influence that see you and they're like, wow, look at the change. Uh, it affected. Especially the guy in the truck yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it brought us together as well. I wouldn't be sitting here having a Christ centered conversation wow. with, well, I can't say that I wouldn't. Um, because I don't know if I would have met someone else to fill that, but I'm yeah. thankful that it was you. Uh, we yeah. do click on many different levels and I don't know that, you know, I'd be having a conversation like this with anyone. And that's really, really tr sparked this podcast because we sat one day in your garage for three hours and talked. Yeah. Man, and if anybody that knew me was listening to this, like knew me before past right. tense, yeah. they'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I, I, whatever, I don't even care what they think, but it's, it's crazy to me. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a, it's, it's amazing that you and I, we talk about how people will gravitate towards conversations that don't involve religion. Right. Yet we, I, we don't talk about any hobbies. <laughs> no. We don't talk about, like, I mean, really, yeah. we, we have no common interest other than glorifying God and, right. and sharing the gospel and, and talking about our Christianity. Absolutely. I mean, and really, I'll be honest with you, 50 years of my life was filled with the other stuff. Right. Ah, let's go another 50 and have it totally focus on God. Right. Wow. That's a testimony. Like, I don't think I, I don't think people really get it. You know, they spend their entire lives, you know, think about it. If you're listening to this, stop and think about when the last time you gave honor and glory to God. Right. If you're listening to this, it's for a reason. Right. Right. It's probably based on your Christianity or maybe you're curious about uh, religion or, right. or faith or. And if you stop and think, when's the last time you did something or spoke to somebody that really told them that you honor God? Right. And for me, uh, I was doing zero of that in my entire life, in my entire life, man. Right. Well, I think, you know, we're not, these conversations aren't necessarily geared to the person that, you know, has a Christ-centered life as much as they are helping the people that are searching, that they yeah, don't really do know what that? that is. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's, that's, I think, the thing that I really want to um, extend is I want people that are searching to know that if God can use two yahoos like you and oh, I man. to glorify right. him, 
Um, he can use and he will use anyone and he loves everyone, but there are certain things that we need to do to uh, secure our salvation. It's, it's not, it's free, but it's not always easy. And I believe that church is the place where it starts. Yeah. And I, you know, I liken my excitement about, uh, my walk, like you take a, take a two liter and shake it up as vigorously as you can. You don't open it right away because everything comes out and it's a mess. But if you open it slowly and you allow it to kind of slowly come out, that's, that's how I have so much excitement inside of me about right. my walk with God. But if I just open the cap and let myself spray everywhere, then, you know, right. people are probably going to walk away. And, and so now I kind of tether it where in the beginning, uh, I was really, you know, I, I told my wife, I was like, listen, you know, you're not doing enough. You know, we got to, we got to get on this program. We got to get on this plan. We got to, you know, get up with me. We got to, you know, eight hours a day, we got to read the Bible and pray. And she was like, Whoa, <laughs> right. Slow like, down there. And buddy. I started to really realize that, you know, that's can be kind of overkill for somebody. Right. Absolutely. And, um, I told you this before. My dad and I could sit for hours and talk about God and have a Christ-centered relationship. And um, I, I really, unfortunately, I did not realize how valuable that time was until after he was gone. But then once I got out there and I got around other church people and I couldn't have a deep relationship or a deep conversation, I was like, wow, that yeah. really, you know, that's really missing. I'm really missing that in my life. And it was unfortunate that more people, even within churches, don't have this conversation. It's about everything else. And um, I think that, you know, church is the place to start, but it's it's only the dessert. It's not the whole meal. And I believe that uh, the more Christ energy become, the more people that you can affect and have Christ-centered relationships with when yeah. they see your growth. Yeah. I'm going to uh, make a statement and I'm going to make an admission. So, well, I'll make the admission first. When I went to church, I thought everybody in there, and this is just me being completely naive and vanilla when it comes to uh, my walk at the time and, and being in a church that truly was Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. Not centered around the music, not centered. It was, it was, you know, the Bible was being preached and I walked in and I thought everybody in here doesn't sin. Right. Everybody in here is holy. Everybody in here has this amazing walk with God. And, and for me, I listen, two years later, I'm like, you know, I've made some great relationships in church, but it's made me realize in a realistic way uh, that church isn't important in in people's lives even more uh amazed me more was that i look at the people that are in church but i think about the people that aren't in church right. and, and what they're missing out on right i mean the folks are actually in church they might not be diligently walking with the lord but they're there right like they're actually there and we should look at that and say hey man that that's awesome you're you're at church not right. you know yeah you're not coming to church but right. you're at church. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. And um, that, that is such a huge start. You have to start somewhere and you can't browbeat them and turn them away until they get it. Because 
the more they're around like-minded people and the more they are seeking, the more they will find. And Jesus will make his way into your heart and he will become the center. He will become the most important thing in your life. And when you um, encompass everything around the way he sees things or the desires that he has in our lives, he will, uh, he will just. I said it the other day. I said, if you are out in the world doing worldly things and you're not replacing those worldly things with godly things, then you're going to be like the world. But if you take the things in your life and you replace them with godly things, instead of sitting down and, and uh, watching a movie that's, you know, rated R or whatever worse than rated R is, you right. know, oh, TV, MA, mature. If you're, if you're watching that stuff and you're not putting godly things in your life, then you're spending that time honoring worldly things. Right. And you're not placing the godly things in your life. Church is a godly thing. Right. Church is, it's in the Bible. It right. starts in the Bible. Absolutely. So I, I think, I don't think people realize we have become so desensitized to church. There's so many of them. You, right. We were talking about this before and you're like, yeah, every, you every, and it's, I'm telling you, you turn anywhere in this town and there's a church. Right. Uh, you know, and we're not here dividing hairs over the different types of churches, but if you'll put godly things in your life, church being one of them, a church that preaches the Bible, it will take the worldly things. It takes the place of those things and it moves right. them out of your life. Right. That yeah. was important to me. Definitely. And like I said before, you know, we're not, uh, I don't want to be the person to say this, that this denomination or that denomination and, um, or anything. We're not denouncing any denomination. We're not promoting any denomination. We're promoting the word of God and God's church. Um, and he's not coming back for a denomination. He's not coming back for, um, a specific, group of followers. He's coming back for the followers that follow him that put their trust in him. Um, and there's plenty of podcasts that tell you, uh, what those religions are and they talk to you about, you know, uh, what their biblical principles are and their, and their, uh, doctrine. Right. And, you know, we talked at length before this, you know, we don't, we don't want to be so structured because this is geared towards the person. Alan has said this. I've said it. We'll say it again. We just want you to be interested in your right. approach towards Christianity, how, how you can put it in your life, because we live such a lifestyle outside of Christianity. Uh, man, nobody would look at me and go, man, that guy's a Christian. Right. Uh, and probably not you either. No, I mean, I'm looking no, no. at you now and I could say, you know, I could look at you back then and say you weren't a Christian. Right. Um, and church is a valuable piece of that. I don't, no matter how you want to look at it, it's very right. valuable. Well, we said it before. We are not the authority. We're not um, trying to sway anyone to any particular thought process. We're just nah. pointing people to Jesus. Yeah, because you, once you get Jesus in your heart. Yeah. The thought process and the now he's going to start gushing here. The nuances and everything yeah. will make their way in. Yeah, and you, it'll be uncomfortable. Might feel awkward in the beginning, and 
you know, I, I look at folks, I, I pray for people all the time and I don't know, maybe you'll listen to this one day and you'll be like, wow, you know, I, I, I have friends that I just don't associate with anymore. And, uh, and I love them to death. Doesn't mean I stopped loving them. I pray for them all the time, but I can't have those worldly influences in my life. Uh, I would love to disciple them. I would love to testify to them. Uh, and some of them I have, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to allow their influences uh, right now be those, those uh, tripping stones or stumbling blocks in my life. I, I want my walk to grow strong and I want their desire to be uh, when they look at me to see the things that I've grown from and be something that they want to look towards, not something that's going to hold me back in my walk. Right. Definitely. And um, you said something earlier and a thought came, you know, about your uh, being zealous about yeah. your excitement yeah. and I can get overzealous. I can get like on yeah, steroids, I know. I know. you know, and uh, I'm like, you know, because I see something, I'll learn something. I just want to share that with people. I'm like, there's nothing Have wrong you, with that, man. No, there's nothing wrong with nah. it. But sometimes I get a little like uh, too jacked up and like, dude, what's this guy on? And um, and that's cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with that personally. I don't it it doesn't affect me, it doesn't bother me. Right. But other people look at right. me and they're like, oh wow. Uh but I think the thing that really um uh, sparked our friendship was we're both zealous. We all, we both can have a conversation. We're both like, this is what I learned and, and whatever. And, um, I believe that really filled a void for me, just our friendships to see church was where it all began. If you had to came to that church, yeah. I if I had to came to yep. that church, we wouldn't, wouldn't be having these conversations that sometimes get overzealous. No, we've had such deeper conversations because we realize that there's, there's, there was more to it even way before this. I mean, there's more elements to the, to the pieces and it's amazing how God will present himself and present the things that all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I see right. now. Now I got it. Yeah. Now I get it before, you know, it was all about the bad things in my life and the turmoil and the anger and the, you know, and just being stupid. Right. And then now it's like, Oh, I get it. Okay. Right. Now I see. Absolutely. And, you know, I touched on this before we had talked about, you know, the Holy Spirit telling me you need to check that place out. Well, for so many years prior to that, I was ignoring the Holy Spirit. I was grieving the Holy Spirit. He was trying to tell me, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do this. You know, and I was just so prideful and full of myself that I wasn't listening. And something started working in my heart. Um prior to that day that when that still small, that still calm voice came and said, you need to check that place out. I actually listened. That was the beginning, you know, when I realized that I couldn't find the answer and I allowed the Holy spirit to guide me. Yeah. And then you start submitting to God's will. What happens is, is we muffle that voice a lot. We, Listen, adults, we know right from wrong. Right. Some people a little bit more hard-headed than others. Right. Some people uh, do a much better job than you or I ever did. Uh, but there's a submission uh, for God's will that if you'll, you know, I still, I struggle with this. I, you know, I, I want to still have that, uh, 
that human nature of just, you know, taking care of stuff, just handling it myself. Right. And there, you know, and listen, living for God's will isn't being lazy. It's not just sitting back going, oh, well, you know, just let God handle this. It's not, that's not, that's not the point behind it. It's actually being in tune to what glorifies him and allowing your life to mirror that and just putting those things into place because you can, it's very easy. You can go make all the decisions you want in your life on your own. No problem. I did it. And so did you. I think that your point though, you sat, you sat and said, you started to listen to the Holy spirit, which allowed you to submit to God's will open, open yourself up to say, because if you would have tuned it out, you're not in God's will. Absolutely. And I had tuned it out for so long. It became second place to me. I I can't say that the Holy spirit was trying to tell me every day because I'd grieved him so much that he was just like, this guy will never get it. I'm, I'm completely convinced of that. Uh, But I'm thankful that that one time that he did, you know, speak to me a little over two years ago or a little under two years, I believe now, um, that I listened. Yeah. I wasn't so hard headed. I wasn't so prideful. I wasn't so I'll do it my way because my way hadn't worked. And that's the point that I got to. Right. I realized at 48 years old, my plan didn't work. So it was time for a new plan. You know, we, we'll go through life. Uh, man, I wish I, I wish I could dial it back sometimes, but I don't want to change it for where I'm at because, uh, then this whole process might not turn out the same, you know, right. I don't want to do that stuff, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell on myself, you know I mean? I, I was living a life where I was drinking, uh, cursing all the time, listening to worldly music. And when I say worldly, I mean, I'm, I was all over the place, man. Right. I mean, all over the place. Uh, and just, you know, doing things. I can't imagine if I were to look at myself now, if I took myself, pulled myself out of my body, rewound the clock, went back 10 years and looked at myself, I'd be ashamed, man. Yes. Like I really, I would sit there and go, geez, that was me. Me too. Like, and actually, I think about this quite often because I was out there, similar lifestyle. I was just doing crazy things. Um Women was my drug of choice. I, I pursued that. And I am just so thankful that that wound down for me that, that, you know, I got married and calmed way down. Well, I calmed down, then got married. But um, I'm so so thankful that I went through that period of my life before everybody's walking around with a camera in their hand on their phone. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have wanted, I was very ashamed of my past and I'm just thankful there are no records of how stupid I was. And one of the greatest benefits, and you touched on it, is the shame. When you get in tune with Jesus Christ and you uh, seek salvation, yeah, and you, well, you truly seek salvation and you obtain that, the shame goes away. You realize that, you know, yes, it was a period that I, I wouldn't want to do again. But you're covered by his blood and his love takes all that shame and guilt away from you. Now, you want to do better. You wouldn't go back there. Yeah. You know better now, but you don't feel that that dread anymore about your past. I mean, it is. No, I'm is. not, I'm not walking around it. hiding stuff. I'm yeah. not walking around lying about anything. I mean, right. it, listen, there are people holding on to sin right now. Right. It's horrible in their lives. Like, I can't even imagine. I look at them and I actually 
have sorrow for them. Right. Because I know I firsthand know what that feels like to walk around and just be like, man, you know, I'm guilt, shame, arrogance. You know, I don't care how much you want to tell yourself you're better than everybody else and your life uh, is great. And if you're not right with the Lord, uh, I'm first one to tell you, you're, you have it somewhere. You just not, you're just not showing it to people. Definitely. And uh, that's a, that's a huge thing with your walk with God is that when you start to take that walk, the further along your walk is with God, the further away from your past and your and the bad things that you've done in your life, you're still going to screw up. Oh, definitely. But you're, but you're just putting God next to you, yep. you know? And that was um, one of the things, another thing that, that changed for me because I stopped being so self-centered. I started being more Christ-centered. And then I would look at people that were going through things or bad attitude or just angry all the time. And then I started to realize, you know, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what got them to that point today. So then it made me want to reach out and be like, you know, can I help you? Or, you know, instead of being a jerk, like I used to be like, what is wrong with you? You know, now I look at people. Yeah. Now I look at people and I'm like, you know, is there anything I can do to help? Um, Because you don't know. You don't know if they're in a bad mood and they're acting that way because they just got told that, you know, someone close to them had died. Yeah. Uh, You don't know if they're upset and angry because they got fired for no apparent reason. You don't know that. So that was one of the coolest things with my salvation is I started to realize, you know, just where people are. And I I could love them where they are instead of being so judgmental. And then it even went farther when I truly started becoming concerned about their, their salvation. I sit here and think about, I'd never have a conversation with somebody for hours on end. I wouldn't do a podcast. Right. I wouldn't write devotions or I don't think twice about it. So you have to aspire. Yep. Uh, If you just, if you're in the same spot and you're just going through life and wondering why bad things are happening to you, but you're not changing anything and not allowing uh, Jesus into your life. I mean, it's not hard to figure out. That's the definition of insanity. To do yeah, the same right. thing over and over again and expect a different result. And I did that for so long. And it was so weird. I would go through, you know, a year and get toward the end of the year. And I would be like, well, next year will be better. Yeah. And then I would start the next year. I'd be like, okay, next month will be better. <laughs> oh, yeah, next month until the end of the year. And I'm like. My wife's going to kill me, man. I, I do it all the time. Uh, you know, I, I have a sweet tooth, man. And I sit there and I say, yeah, tomorrow I'll eat healthier. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, it is. It's become a thing. I can't, I can't get away from it. It's like, man, I'll eat healthy for a day. And I'm like, all right. So, or for a few days or a week (laughs) and then, you know, cheat days, Friday. And then, well, Saturday we have leftover cheat stuff. So (laughs) we'll just eat some more junk food tomorrow. I'll just be better. It's so much easier. I mean, we laugh about it, but it's so much easier to put it off on something that you can try to do but you're not being held accountable to do right. it. And that's what tomorrow does is it just, it's there and you can say, yeah, I'll stop that tomorrow. Yeah. And listen, Definitely. I chewed tobacco and I drank and I got to a point where I would always say, yeah, tomorrow I'll stop. Right. Cause I knew nobody was holding me accountable for the day that wasn't here yet. Well, that wraps it up for today. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the beyond belief podcast where we take a practical approach towards Christianity. Thanks and have a blessed day.